Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Chaim Korczynski. The truth is I really wouldn't be here if I didn't have the talented pool of leaders and dedicated congregants leading services this Shabbat. The truth is, at my congregation, I have lead leaders who lead services once a month so that the rabbi can have a Shabbat off and attend experiences and conferences like this. But that's not the only reason. My predecessor, Rabbi Ari Carton, a wonderful, charismatic rabbi from the Bay Area, instituted this custom in order for lay congregants to really feel empowered to lead. He wanted them to feel they didn't need a rabbi in order to lead services, give a Devar Torah, to lead the Torah service. They could do it all themselves. They just needed the encouragement and the training in order to lead. Thanks to his humble leadership, This custom of lay leaders stepping up once a month continues today, many years after Rabbi Carton retired. I think this idea of empowering leadership is at the essence of this week's Torah portion. And of course, I think it's at the essence of our conference. But to appreciate this week's Torah portion, as inspiring as the Torah service was, the the Torah reading of the the, the triennial, I actually want to go back to the beginning of the Torah portion. And actually, even before that, I want to go back to last week's Torah portion, Parshat Truma, which begins... And God spoke to Moses saying, speak to the Israelites to bring the gifts. And the people respond. They they shall make for me an ark. And then it goes to list, of course, all the different items that are going into the holy sanctuary, the Mishkan. You shall make for me a cover. Vasita shulchan, you shall make me a table. Vasita menorah, parochet, masach, mizbeach. The curtain, the screen, the altars, all of the items. What strikes me is that all of these verbs are commands that Moses needs to fulfill in order to fulfill the sake of the Mishkan, but the command is impersonal. It's just the verb. Vasita. There's no noun, or it's an implied noun. The subject is implied. And then we get to our Torah portion, Tetzaveh. Tetzaveh is not the first word of the Torah portion. It's always interesting. We always focus on the name of the Torah portion and less on the words that come before it. What comes before it? Veata. And you, Moses, 
shall further instruct the Israelites to bring you oil of beaten olives for lighting. Why wasn't this in the previous Torah board? In Truma. It seems like a, a natural continuation of all the things that are needed for the Mishkan. And even the non-Jewish division of chapter and verse suggests that the Parsha should start actually a few lines later with chapter 28. But the Masoretic tradition who broke up the Parshiot felt that there was something about chapter 27, verse 20, that the Parsha needed to start right here with Veata. God, I believe here, is singling out Moses personally, individually. I'm a musmach of, Hebrew, of the rabbinical school at Hebrew College in Boston. And my teacher and the founder of uh, the rabbinical school, Arthur Green, is working on a commentary to, to the Torah right now. And I want to quote my teacher who says, it is, not, it is here that Moses' rebuke, excuse me, excuse, it is here that Moses realizes that the inherited leadership will belong to his brother, not to him. Moses' own sons are to play no special role in the passing on of his prophecy. There must have been some heartbreak in this realization. After all, the revelation at the bush had originally come to him, not his brother. He was the one told to his people, he was the one told to lead his people out of Egypt. He was the one who entered the cloud alone. Aaron was there to assist, to be his prophet, in the sense of spokesman, to cover the fact that Moses was heavy of mouth and tongue. Why then should the inheritance pass through Aaron's children and not his own? I think this gets at the heart of why this Torah portion begins with Ve'ata. Moshe recognizes this, that it's his time to step back. He intuits this. He intuits that charisma, charismatic leadership, does not always lead to continuity. And perhaps this is why God reaches out to Moses to reassure him personally. But even though he's stepping aside, this is an asset. Veata, not just once, but three times. Veata titzave, you Moses, command the Israelites to make pure oil for the lamps which Aaron and his sons will light. Veata hekrev, you Moses, bring forward your brother Aaron. Be proactive to serve as Kohen. Veata, Moses, tidaber, speak to all who are skilled to make clothing for Aaron and his sons. This is anava. This is humility. And of course, we know in the end of the book, the end of the Torah, we, we read that Moses was, of course, the most humble person to have lived, the most humble prophet. When we think of Anava as a leader, it's not negating ourselves. 
It's not giving in to saying, no, I can't do this. It's finding the right balance to knowing when to step forward and when to take a step aside. Again, in the words of Art Green, who says, Moses here has to face the difference between prophecy and priesthood, between charismatic and institutionalized religion. Each of the moments he had in God's presence, whether at the bush, in Egypt, or on the mountain, was unique, never to be repeated. To have his sons out there claiming to relive or embody them would have betrayed the unique charisma of those moments, the special magic of divine revelation present when each of those moments took place. Aaron, his brother, was the great translator of Moses' charisma into forms that could be carried on. It was those forms that could be passed on through the generations. And so, when and how do we step aside and allow others to lead? When do you embody this idea, this notion of vi'ata? When do you hear this call that you, titzaveh, that you see it as a commandment that in order for you to succeed, this is not something that's optional. You need to see delegation as a, as a high priority. Draw near. How do we figure out what folks need in order to lead? How can we not guess? But how can we draw near and understand what it will take to get them Actually, as we use the metaphor of the Ner Tamid, to take the flame. Whereas Rashi says, when they, lit the, when they lit the mineral, they actually had to leave the lamp there until the flame was lit. How do we have that patience? And finally, Tidaber, how do we speak? How do we instruct all those who are skilled to use their skill and their talent for the sake of the community? This past Tuesday was the seventh of Adar. It was Moshe's Yortzite. And many of us are familiar that in this week's Torah portion, Tetzaveh, this is the one Torah portion in, in the four books, the last four books of the Torah, where Moses does not, Moses' name does not appear. And yet he does. Here God is speaking directly to him with love and encouragement, reminding him that for this sacred project to continue, he needs to empower others. And don't worry, you'll still be involved. You'll still be remembered. You'll still be appreciated for not only the one who received Torah, but as the one who passed it on to the next generation. So my wish and my blessing for all of us and for each of you is to remember ve'ata, ve'at, ve'atem. That you too are commanded to invite others to lift those lights. You too, hekrev, bring close those that you can partner with to build, to empower others. And you Daber, 
instruct those with the skills, the desires, the commitment to put on the garments of leadership to transform charismatic leadership into a sustainable model for the future. And by doing so, then you, you too, will be remembered like Moshe, not only for your charisma, but also for your anava, for your humility. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.